for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest coming all the way from Hawaii. Uh, we have Kaylee Spark. How's it going today, Kaylee? Good. It's actually pronounced Kylie. Kylie? I know it's 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 normal it. for people to pronounce it Kaylee Kaylee because that's like the the mainland pronunciation. Gotcha. I should have asked, and I was overconfident myself. I usually <laughs> ask, and then I see like, oh, it's this is the only way it could be pronounced, and then no, it it's not. So I apologize, <laughs> Kylie Spark. I I apologize about that. Right. So far, um, somebody who was delivering something to my house here, yeah. under Kylie, um, yeah, Spark. So yeah, right. it's a common mistake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No worries. All right. So. Uh, first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you, get to know more about life in Hawaii, your music, your album, your music video, you know, just everything you got going on. You had a really busy last four days, right? The album released on the 30th. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do math. So that's five days technically, I believe. Um, so before we kind of jump into all that stuff, What's kind of your background story? What got you into music? You know, stuff of that nature. Well, I was raised in California. And I mean, I always was exposed to music through like my parents who listened to a lot of classic rock and kind of folky stuff. And through church, I was raised Mormon and did choir stuff um, through, through the church. And then also in school, I did choir and... Hmm, I guess I did band for one semester. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I started taking piano lessons around age eight and started to write songs when I was, I think, around 12. I wrote my first song on the piano. And then when I was 14, I got my first guitar through, um, there was a gentleman at my church this really eclectic character named Uncle Billy. <laughs> and he owned a hot dog stand that I would work at sometimes, like on the weekends and stuff. And randomly on Christmas morning, he just dropped off this little acoustic guitar as a gift for me and my sister. But of course I just, I stole it because yeah. I was more interested in it. Yeah. yeah, and I started writing songs on the guitar and been writing songs ever since then. And this is my first album, even though I've been writing songs forever. So it's really, really special for me and really happy that I can finally share my music with more people than like, you know, my friends. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, not to jump into it too soon, but I had a chance to listen to the album and it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. So I, I do want to oh, say that, um, but kind of when you were first starting to go through your journey as a musician, your, the first instrument you picked up was the piano you'd mentioned. What was it kind of about the piano that spoke to you, I guess, is the way I want to word it. 
Well, my parents had a piano and especially in like the Mormon church, it's really common to like send your kids to piano lessons or some kind of instrument. And we had a piano, my mom played piano. So it was kind of like, kind of like the obvious okay. thing. I also played clarinet for a little bit, but that wasn't as fun. Yeah, I got you completely. The piano is so great. It's like, yeah, it's easy to write, to write songs on pianos. Completely understood. Um, and then, of course, you uh, t told the story about uh, the guitar, getting the guitar kind of for Christmas. It just happened to be um, for you and your sister, and you kind of took it over. Um, who were you, as you were starting to learn how to play the guitar, who were you listening to for influences, as far as musically speaking? I was listening to a lot of um, Jewel and Blink-182 and different like pop punk bands during that time in high school and yeah i'd say oh a little bit of avril lavigne i guess too so a, quite an eclectic um yeah. uh, kind of kind of eclectic as far as the musical styles right yeah um and so going through school you, you started playing guitar at what point did you end up moving to hawaii where you're at now? Um, I moved to Hawaii like 12 years ago. Um, I came out here for like a small internship at this weird, well, yeah, it is weird. This this weird community, like clothing optional, hippie kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, I really loved it here. I love the islands. It just kind of felt like home. So I decided to move here and finish school and just ended up staying. I love it. Gotcha. And so you're Hawaii forever now, just kind of living the Hawaiian life. Is that fair to say? Yeah, <laughs> it's fair to say. Nice. I do. I like to travel and like leave every now and then, but it's so nice to come back to Hawaii. Yeah. Just fresh air, so clean and beaches, just beautiful. Nice. And Hawaii is one of the places that is still on my bucket list of places to go. Oh, nice. So, yeah. It'll it'll happen one of these days, but, you know, it hasn't happened yet, so give it time. Uh, but so you'd mentioned that you'd been writing music for a long time and you just recently started um, wanting to, or at what point did you decide you wanted to put it all together as an album at kind of going through your writing process? Hmm. Good question. Well, yeah, there's been lots of points where I'm like, ah, gosh, I really should make an album and get this recorded. But then like, you know, there's certain barriers like time and doing stuff with school and then the, like money. Um, but then it was at when quarantine started in early 2020. And I started to live stream my music a lot on some sites. And people were always asking me like, Oh, where can I do? Are you on Spotify? Where can I buy your album? And I'm like, oh, I don't have anything. This is, this is just it. And through like the encouragement of people who liked my music, I decided, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Finally, gonna record an album. And give it a shot. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you finally made that decision, obviously you had a bunch of songs already written, but what was the song selection process like for? your album savor this right so i guess i just went through and the songs that i felt were 
better or finished because yeah. I have so many songs that are like half written. Yeah, <laughs> I understood. And I, uh, yeah, the first song I recorded there was Passageways, um, which was done and kind of a more recent song. And then Universe at Your Fingertips was like the other one that I first recorded. And that's a really old song. And so I just kind of um, went through my old songs and decided if it was good enough to record. And then also uh, this whole process made me feel like spilled my drink. It's okay, it's lucky. It's good luck when I spill yeah. my drink. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the process of starting to record, it got me feeling really inspired. So I just went on this whole like musical thing and started writing a bunch more songs and some of those made it on the album like ebb and flow tulips with teeth sparkle and shine and oh world is on my side those are all new songs that i wrote after i started recording already so. awesome and yeah. um and you're recording in hawaii or are you traveling other places are you recording in nashville or are you 100 percent in hawaii when it come, comes down to recording yeah i recorded the entire album at in hilo hawaii okay. at a place called kukuau studio That's cool um so you even brought up that um the out or you started getting um positive reinforcement to start recording your music during the pandemic. Um, and then as you were kind of cherry picking songs, is it fair, you started writing more songs. What kind of is your writing process when you sit down? Are you more freestyle where like, you could be just driving down the road and a song hits you and you gotta stop or are you very disciplined? And I don't wanna say militant cause that sounds weird, but like very disciplined with your writing. Definitely not disciplined. Whatever the opposite of disciplined is. <laughs> not disciplined. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I usually, um, I usually, typically I just like sit down and if I have like a like a mood or something, I'll start strumming guitar and, or playing the piano, start start humming a little bit, and um, if I'm lucky, if I'm in the flow, the words just kind of like flow through and. Mm -hmm. write down a whole bunch of ideas of like notebooks and pages everywhere it's just a complete mess but yeah, Completely. yeah it's fun <laughs> do you find it easier to put a song together when with or do you usually start with like lyrics or will you wait until you have an instrumental and then write to a specific instrument instrumental I've yeah i've typically always started with an instrument but last night actually i was like oh i should just try and make a whole song from just like singing like try and switch it up and see how how it's different so yeah i'm gonna do some experimentation nice um and so now that the now that your debut album is out uh where can first off before we jump uh, in further uh where can people uh find your album oh you could find it um through my website kyliesparkmusic.com and it's also on iTunes and Apple Music and everywhere. Spotify as well. Yeah. Actually, it'll be on Spotify tomorrow, I think. Actually, because that was one thing I did want to bring up, just kind of an interest. I thought it was kind of an interesting promotional 
tactic that you waited a little bit to get it out on Spotify. I don't know if that was intentional or if it just kind of happened that way. We'll say it was intentional. (laughs) Because I've always thought it was, I've always thought that you could use Spotify as a way to promote singles for the album instead of promoting the album. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of going through this and talking to a lot of musicians, there's got to be a way for people to still be able to turn a profit with their music and not rely on 100% Spotify streams. So, Um, so now that the album is out now, um, what's kind of going through your head? Oh, I guess there's a big sense of relief because it was such like, it was a lot of work going into it and a little bit of stress, (laughs) not really that much stress, but, um, yeah it feels really good to have to have something now now i'm like okay who can i share this with now and that's what's going through my head and then also at the same time i'm like all right let's move on to the next thing (laughs) absolutely um but before we move on to the next thing you did release a music video for passageways and then i believe you relieved uh or uh, released a lyric video for what was the lyric video um um there's or is there a couple of lyric videos? Yeah, there's a there's a couple of lyric videos that I just posted in the last few days. And there's also a video for um, Sparkle and Shine. Yeah. Yeah. So for um, for Passageways, because that was the one that I watched most recently. Um, what was was that always a song that you wanted to do a music video for? Or what, what was kind of that? thought process when it came to music uh, like doing music videos i hadn't really thought of doing a music video for that one actually my first choice for a music video was universe at um your fingertips but um initially uh, me and my um the producer bub like we had these grand ideas for the universe at your fingertips video and like we didn't have the a way to like do that right away. So we're like, okay, what can we do next? Oh, Passageways might be a good choice. It's a good, good song. So, um, yeah, I that's why I did that one first. And I really love how it came out with all the jungle and the mud and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was really cool. I originally I was watching it and I was really taken by the scenery. And then I thought maybe it was just going to be like a, uh, another lyric video and then you started coming in and started playing and singing and I was like oh this is an actual music video and it was like the shots were really great so whoever shot the music video for you did a really good job so yeah he did um, uh, it was, um, his name is Chris Chris Roberts I think um, well, uh, how much uh, input did you have on the creative end of the music video for Passageway um yeah it was a it was a group a group effort both uh, me and bub and the the videographer slash um what is it called like editor producer yeah like we all kind of collaborated and they actually mostly came up with the idea um there's there's like some symbolism in the song about because the lyrics are like oh roaming through your veins and diving deep down in your eyes and so yeah. they're trying to come up with ways to like symbolically show that so i'm like walking through these vines and stuff yeah. and, i, I uh, definitely picked up the, on that 
Okay. <laughs> Definitely picked up on that. Oh, uh, then and I'm assuming that's in in somewhere in Hawaii, in a forest of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah jungle. Jungle. Area. Really I, I don't know if they're called jungles, forests. Like I, I'm... yeah, there's forests here for sure. <laughs> I guess I think that would be considered like jungle. Okay. I grew up in the Midwest, so everything's a forest. Like I can go down to the Amazon. Oh, it's the Amazon forest. No, it's the Amazon jungle. You, yeah. So do I. Um, no, that's awesome. So, kind of moving forward, are you looking at doing any more music videos, or do you have um, plans or anything getting ready to release as far as music videos go? Yes, absolutely. I think next Monday we're going to be filming universe at your fingertips music video are you going to be going after the uh, grand idea that you had for it originally no but it's going to be it's going to be even better nice that's <laughs> i like the way i like the way you answer that one and then kind of um moving forward after that you said you always like going on to the next thing what is the next thing for you right now writing writing more music Nice. just having fun with that and yeah diving deeper into songwriting and yeah continuing to promote the album and get it to as many people's ears as possible okay. and do you have a i don't know what the covid pandemic uh, lockdown situation is in Hawaii right now, but are you looking at the possibility of getting out and playing live shows, like doing little mini tours or anything of that nature? Um, possibly, probably not until um, like next year, early mm -hmm. next year. Okay. What would a what would what would a Kylie Spark live show look like in your mind? Hmm. Lots of lots of bantering and uh, <laughs> yeah, just just a chill, chill show, acoustic, probably. So you, you kind of see yourself staying in the acoustic realm and not so much, or do you see yourself eventually getting like a band and doing doing some kind of a full band thing? It might be really fun to experiment with having a full band, but I also like the freedom of it just being me. Yeah. Actually, that is a very interesting statement because people underestimate the freedom of being a solo act, whether that's like, you know, a hip hop act or a solo acoustic or, you know, whatever it is, because you don't have to rely on anyone else when you mm -hmm. go out and play shows. Like you don't have yeah. to worry about other people's schedules or concerns or, you know, travel restrictions, whatever it is. Right. So, and even with just within like the song, um, I read Jules autobiography. And one of the things that she mentioned that really made me think was cause she was always like an acoustic artist, but when she started touring and had a band, like it really threw her off because she's so used to having like doing pauses and like feeling out like through the song, but with the band, she had to like, you know, stay with the band, and um, sometimes it felt kind of, kind of stifling for her. Nice. So yeah, it's nice to to just be solo. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if you feel like winging a song a little bit and going off course, yeah, nobody else has to keep up with you. <laughs> so, 
No, that makes perfect sense. Um, but outside of music, when you need some alone time to get away from the stress of life, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do to get away from everything? Um, I like to take baths, <laughs> like for a long time. So I think my, my dog's like wrapped up. I'll be back in like 10 seconds. No worries. I heard her yelping and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. So, um, what, so baths, that's pretty much your hobby. Is, is that fair to? Um, recently, um, my other thing is I love, I love traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been a while since I've been able to travel, but yeah, I'd say that's, that's one of my top five things to do. It's traveling too. Where's, uh. Where, where's some places that you haven't been yet that you really want to go? Oh, I really want to go to um, Papua New Guinea. Okay. And mm, I've never been anywhere in South America. So <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Nice. So pretty much a lot of international places is, is kind of yeah. the, is a, um, it, would it be ideal to play your music there as well or that would be fun i could somehow combine like international traveling with doing shows nice awesome yeah i mean and music is a universal language right so yeah um but so given that you're still i don't want to say new to music because that's not 100 accurate like you've been writing and playing for a long time but you're kind of newer to the releasing I'm new, to, I'm new to the scene new to the scene there you go um what's been some of the troubles you've had trying to build your following and get your music out there hmm troubles well i guess i feel i feel pretty lucky because on that side of things like i haven't really been stressing myself out too much about it i've mostly just been able to focus on like trying to uh have good songs yeah so you've pretty much been focusing on just the song writing and performance and recording aspect yeah, yeah. i mean there's you know there's a bunch of other stuff too but i wouldn't say it's like that that um that troubling or gotcha. stressful well yeah. i get stressful was the better would have been the better way to phrase that question anyways oh, but okay yeah. yeah i mean it, it, it there is there is stress because you know it does it takes a lot of it takes a lot of money to to record and all this stuff yeah and i don't one of the things is i really kind of just like social media and like promoting myself i i makes me feel kind of awkward but yeah. i know like i have kind of have to to do that a little bit yeah I want no, people to know my music yeah no that makes sense you know social media is one of those things where it's like do you, like do you keep it professional do you make it more personal and then build like personal relationships 
or, you know, like there's a hundred different ways you can run social media and it all works, but I guess it ultimately just comes down to what works best for you. Yeah, totally. So, um, and then as far as like going through the recording process for, for the first time, what was one thing you were, um, what's one thing that you've learned about yourself as a singer kind of going through the recording process? Mm. Well, like on a positive one is I learned that I have really good like timing in my head. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was that good, but when I was recording like the guitar parts and stuff, they're like, wow, that's like, you've, you have the most first takes out of like anybody we've ever worked with. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, I mean, I learned, I learned so much about recording and the whole process and myself. It's hard to pinpoint just one thing. Hmm. Hmm. But you did pick up um, knowledge on the whole recording process so you could hopefully better learn or take those things that you've learned into the future and make yourself a better recording artist moving forward, right? Is that yeah. fair? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Right. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, and then one of the things that we really like to do here on Live and Amplified is we try and cultivate the next generation of musicians. And since you just kind of went through this whole process for the first time yourself, um, what's one piece of advice you would give to the little girl sitting in South Dakota somewhere wanting to play music? Oh. I don't know if it's really good advice, but um, I'd say make make the songwriting like like the fun part don't try and write songs like to impress other people or like what you think they'll like write what like comes out of your soul and that's that's when it's really good <laughs> it's perfect because you know it's one of those things where uh musicians kind of start getting into this phase where it's more of a chore than it is and they forget why they started playing music in the first place so even though like you think it sounds like weird advice it's actually very good advice because musicians have a tendency to lose their eye on the prize i guess yeah 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 so, you know it, it's one of those things where it's like just no matter how hard it is no matter how good it is you know how far you make it just remember why you started when you were 12 years old playing trying to learn smoke on the water or you know whatever song you were learning how to play yeah. so um what is kind of your motivator that keeps you going as far as musically speaking hmm. i guess it it just feels really satisfying to write songs and it's even almost as satisfying when people respond to the songs and say like you know it touched them in some way or inspired them and brought tears to their eyes that like it makes me feel really good and I yeah it just kind of feels like I'm, I'm supposed to write music mm -hmm. so. gotcha. um 
and I, I don't normally do this, but I was looking through the comment section and somebody asked a r really good question. So I'm going to kind of take it here. Sorry, David, saw your question here. So I'm going to ask it really quick. I had asked you earlier about musical influences, but is there a genre or a specific musician that influences your writing style or that you look at after your writing style? Um... Mm, no, not one in not one in particular. I guess mm. it's just an amalgam of all the stuff in my brain from the other musicians that I that I really like. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then the one thing, one other thing that I did want to talk about before uh, we kind of start wrapping things up here, I was reading through your website that you attended Van's Warp Tour in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. At at some point, it was and was that like a big influence for you to start writing and stuff like that, or was it just something that you always wanted to do? Um, yeah, I'd say it, it helps influence me in in music. I went to oh, maybe like four or five different bands warp tours. I just I loved going to live shows, especially yeah. like back in high school. That was oh it was so good. Yeah. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, I I was really sad when they canceled it. I was like, or stopped doing it or whatever it is. And then over the early on, I think it was this year, there was something circulating on Facebook that they were maybe bringing it back this summer and they have like a fake lineup. And I was like, this can't <laughs> be real. Look at this lineup. This lineup makes no sense. And then it ended up being fake. So I was like, yeah. Uh, bummer yeah <laughs> but you went regularly while you were in california yeah i went to one in idaho too that was fun nice man i i just it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that idaho would bring in van's warp tour for whatever <laughs> reason it's just hard for me to wrap my head around that so yeah it was, it was fun who were some of the speaking of kind of like live shows and stuff or shows that you've been to who are some, what's been some of your most memorable moments as far as live shows and people you've seen? Um, seeing Connor Oberst in San Francisco was great. Actually, I think it was his group Monsters of Folk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it, it was it was in a pretty like small venue, and I I love his songwriting and his music, so that was like very thrilling. And also back in high school, I would go to lots of saves a day shows, really mm -hmm. small shows. And yeah, that was very exciting for me. Nice. And this was all in California. You said you were from San Francisco originally or Bay Area? Yeah, the Bay Area. Okay. I'm glad you guys word it like that because growing up, I always said I was from Chicago and then I'd run, in, run into people actually from chicago and they'd be like oh you're not really from chicago you're from the chicago land area and it's like <laughs> all right fine i'm from the chicago land area i'm sorry land area yeah so no it's really awesome but um i want to thank you so much for jumping on here it's been an absolute blast chatting with you um for people that want to follow you on social media or want to check out your album where's the best place for them to do that 
Cool. Well, you can um, find my Twitter is at Kylie underscore Spark. Mm-hmm. And then my Facebook is Kylie Spark Music. And of course, my website, KylieSparkMusic.com. Awesome. And then before we leave, I have to ask you the most controversial question a Chicago pizza lover can ever ask. Okay. Pineapple pizza, yes or no? Pineapple pizza. Um, you know, I wouldn't order it with pineapple, but mm. if if there's a pizza and it happens to have pineapple on it, I won't deny the pizza. Okay. But I prefer like anchovies and like olives and stuff like that. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I I said that once where I don't I don't specifically order pineapple and I won't eat it, but if I am hungry and there happens to be only pineapple pizza in front of me, I will suck it up and I will eat it. So hundred mm-hmm. percent agreed. I was kind of expecting you because you're in Hawaii to say yes, but then you <laughs> took a left turn on me and it was just like, Oh, okay. Well, that wasn't yeah. what I was well, expecting. I, mean, I, I love pineapple and I love fresh pineapple, but the pineapple they put on pizza is like the canned pine. Yeah. So sounds good. That's fair. Very fair. Why would you waste good good pineapple on a pizza? That makes sense. (laughs) Makes a lot of sense. But um, once again, thank you so much for jumping on. It's been an absolute blast. Really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you go check out our new album, Savor This, on our website. And follow her on all our social medias. We'll make sure in the uh, comment thread below and in the comment section of the podcast, did it just start raining? Oh, yeah, it's been raining for the past, like, seven minutes. <laughs> oh, I couldn't see. Like, I saw it get dark all of a sudden, and I was like, oh, okay. I saw wind pick up, and okay, perfect. Yeah, my computer is mostly covered, so. Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> once again, thank you guys so much. We will catch you guys later. <laughs>